Welcome to this week's podcast from Terelgan City Church. We hope this message transforms and equips you to reach out. For more information about what's happening at TCC, head to terelgancitychurch.com or check us out on Facebook. We hope you enjoy this message. This morning, I get to speak on our last value. Does anyone know what value we haven't spoken about at church? Does anyone know what ones we've already done? (laughs) Family, discipleship. Hey, yeah, we've done discipleship. Family. Um, What else is there? I've got them written down. What was that? Excellence. We haven't done excellence yet, but you're on the ball. We're doing that one today. Um, generosity, truth. We talked about, you know, we need to be full of grace and full of truth. That's what we need to be about. Um, and family. So generosity, truth, excellence, discipleship and family. And so I said to dad yesterday, I said, I don't know if the church is getting sick of hearing about the vision and the values. And he said, Megan, it doesn't matter because you never get sick of bringing the vision and the values. You never get sick of it. So if you're sick of it and feeling a little bit sick of it, it's like, um, I can't do much about it. Um, We're just going to have to keep going and we're just going to have to keep believing that God is going to do amazing things. So what is the benefit of us getting our core values on the inside of us? What is the benefit? And that when people come in, they're like, wow, these guys, they know what they're about. They know how they want to reach people. And today, today I'm talking about excellence. But before we get into that, let's pray and ask God to move in our lives. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you this morning that you are an amazing, amazing God. I thank you, God, that you want to challenge us today as your church. I thank you, God, that you want us, our ears to be open and our, our hearts and our focus to be set on you as, as you speak. I pray, God, that it's all of you and none of me and that you move today by the power of your Holy Spirit. That, God, you would breathe on this message and that, God, we would see you do incredible things here in this place. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen, Amen, Amen. So our vision is to transform people's lives. And I was thinking, how can I bring this in a new way? It was gonna, I was trying to come up with a rap in my head and, um, you know, maybe I could sing it. And then I just thought they all sounded terrible. And so I was just going to, I'm just going to bring it as it is. Just transform people's lives through prayer and the power of the Holy Spirit, equipping the generations to reach our community and the world with God's message of hope and love through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We are going to see God do incredible incredible things over this. I think 2020 is going to be our best year yet. You know what? You said, you're like, Megan, you said that about this year. You know what? I don't care. 2020 is going to be our best year yet. Do you know that we are actually going out into our community this week? We are reaching out to our community through Tabitha's Closet. We're going out in the van. We are actually living and doing what God has placed on our hearts to do. It's not just nice words on a piece of paper. We're actually living it out. We're reaching out to our community and meeting a need. I got to go out with Katrina on Tuesday night to the to the soup kitchen. And oh my gosh, did it just break my heart that there is so much need and I had no idea. I'm thinking, God, you see this? And it was like God was just waking something up in my spirit to say, Megan, you gotta do more. This is just the beginning of what you're going to do. 
And it's really good to get out in our community and see what's going on. Jesus sees it. And when we do, something happens in our spirit, so that's not good enough. If I value, as a church, if we value generosity, we have to do something about this. We have to reach out to our community. Equip, learn, have a go. Reach out, community, relationship, invitation. Last time I spoke about discipleship, that at TCC we want to see people equipped and empowered to follow Jesus passionately. That we are to be discipled and to disciple others. So how are you going with that? How have you been going with that over the last few weeks? Discipling, being a disciple of Jesus and discipling others. How are you going with what I talked about in getting in a group of people, having your group, doing life together with groups? There is a, an amazing opportunity for anyone here that says, you know what, I don't have a group. We have life groups that we've just started that are happening all over Gippsland and we invite you to join us in our life groups. Um, so get a group is what we were talking about. Group up. We're better in circles than we are in rows. Yeah? So this week I want to talk about our value of excellence. How at TCC we are committed to giving our very best to Jesus. When you think about excellence, when you think about this word, what are you convinced of when you think about excellence in Jesus? What convinces you in your spirit about this value? What convinces you? Are you convinced that Jesus gave his very best for us? Are you convinced that he deserves our very best? Is that something that we are convinced of today? I love the definition of excellence. It says the quality of being outstanding or extremely good. I think about Jesus. He's outstanding. Would you agree? If you don't know Jesus here today, I want to tell you he's outstanding and he wants to know you because he's extremely good. He's extremely good. Outstanding. Think about that word for a minute. Outstanding. The words in the thesaurus, everyone say thesaurus. Yeah, you struggled too. Okay, that's good. It's not just me. We've got a few big words coming up in this sermon today, so hopefully you can help me with those. But in the thesaurus, oh, who made that word? The following comes out of the word outstanding, remarkable, extraordinary, eye-catching, impressive, notable, excellent. Do you think when we represent Jesus, we should be representing these things? I think so. Because I look at Jesus and I think he is all of those things. And if we talked about a few weeks ago about being followers of Jesus Christ, then we want to be these things too. Jesus is outstanding. He is remarkable. He's extraordinary. He's excellent. And if you need proof, let's just have a look at some scripture here today in Matthew 7, 35 to 37. It's not my favourite scripture, the prodigal son. We leave that for another time. But it's another scripture that talks about how awesome Jesus is. Anyone want to hear about how awesome Jesus is? I think let's open the word and, and let's see how awesome Jesus is. Matthew seven thirty five to 37 says, Then Jesus left the vicinity of Tyre and went through Sidon, down to the Sea of Galilee, into the region of Decapolis. Everyone say that, Decapolis. 
Anyone theologists in the room know how to say that properly? Anyway, get back to me later. Decapolis, interesting word. There some people brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk, and they begged Jesus to place his hand on him. After he took him aside, away from the crowd, guess what Jesus does? Jesus puts his fingers in the man's ears, then he spit and touched the man's tongue. He, took, he looked up to heaven with a deep sigh and he said to him, Ephatha. Ephatha. Everyone say that word. Ephatha. Okay, we're going to go over here because I reckon Marco might know how to say this. Ephatha. Ephatha. That sounds so easy. That sounds German. Um, anyway, does anyone know German? With mother and father? Yeah. Anyway. Um, there you go. But what does that word mean? It means be opened. And so Jesus, when he said these words, he looked up to heaven with a deep sigh and he said to them, he said to him, be opened. So he's got his fingers in the man's ears, he spat and then put his hand on his tongue. I'm like, ew. But anyway, you think about that for a minute. And then he looked up to heaven and he said, be opened. At this, the man's ears were opened and his tongue was loosened and he began to speak plainly. Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone, but the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. People were overwhelmed with amazement. He has done everything well, they said. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. Did you hear that? Did you hear that last little bit? He has done everything well. He has done everything well. Jesus was about doing things well. And I think about this and I think, wow, even though Jesus did it in the weirdest way possible, you think about that, he did it well. He did it well. People were overwhelmed with amazement that he'd done everything well. Can you imagine in this instance, if Jesus only put finger in one ear and not the other and he said, be opened. If Jesus only did half the job, if he said, here you go, I'll give you hearing, that'll do. Oh, you wanted to talk? Nah, that'll, we'll, do, we'll leave that for another day. She'll be right. No, you know, you've got to be happy with what you get. Oh, you wanted to speak too? Nah. I wonder if the onlookers would have said in that moment that he had done everything well if he had done everything well. I wonder if Jesus would have been representing the Father well in that moment. Do you think that would have been Jesus bringing his best? I don't think so. We all know that every time Jesus done something, he brought his best. We all know that Jesus is about bringing his best. You only have to take one look at the cross to know that Jesus is not into half jobs. He's not into just a little bit. He went all the way to the cross and he died for you and me so that we could be set free and have eternal life. He wasn't into half jobs. He didn't go halfway and go, nah, I'm out. He didn't. He was all the way to the cross because he gave his very best. What about God when he was giving his only son? Did God give his best? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
You think about all you have to do is take one look at the cross and know Jesus was about doing his best. 1 Corinthians 15, 58, if you want to turn with me. In 1 Corinthians 15, 58, it says, Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, always doing your best and doing more than is needed, being continually aware that your labour, even to the point of exhaustion, in the Lord is not futile or wasted. It is never without purpose. Did you hear that? Always excelling in the work of the Lord. Always doing your best and doing more than is needed. So we are so often in our society, we are told, you know what, just look after yourself. Just take care of number one. You know what, you do, all, you do the best for yourself. Don't worry about other people. But then I look at the example of Jesus and I think, Jesus gave his absolute best for every single person. We don't actually have an excuse not to give him our best. Paul Scanlon, who's a UK pastor and author, he writes this. I sometimes found it hard to create a culture of excellence in everything we did in church. Having seen so many churches being run by the two ugly stepsisters of it'll do and good enough. Have you heard of those stepsisters before? I think we all have. I was ter- determined to at least attempt to build a place of excellence despite being volunteer dependent. In fact, the only excellence that counts is voluntary excellence, excellence that comes from within and not from some external coercion. Isn't that interesting? No one should have to ask you to bring your best. If you know Jesus, it's automatic. You want to bring your best. And he says, it's time we bought Cinderella from below the stairs and kicked out her ugly stepsisters. Think about Cinderella. When she waltzes onto that ball, she looks amazing. She looks glittery and and, um, she's got it all going on. You know, she had beautiful hair. She had beautiful shoes. She even lost one. We all know the story. When she walked into that ball, she looked incredible. She looked amazing. So often we can be stuck hanging out with the ugly stepsisters of it'll do and good enough. Can you imagine if Jesus said when facing the cross, "Mm, yeah, it'll do. You know what? I'll just let someone else do it. That'll be good enough. Yeah, raising, getting raised back to life, mm, nah. Jesus bought his best every single time. Every single time. And I love that about him. If we are followers of Jesus, that means we want to imitate him in every way imaginable. Can we say we are doing that well? Can you say you're representing Jesus well? Can you say you're representing Jesus well in your home? You're representing Jesus well in your church? You're representing Jesus well in your community? Can you say that? I'm representing Jesus well. I'm bringing my best. I'm bringing my best. Are we bringing our best in our relationship with Him? Ephesians 5 verse 1 talks about becoming imitators of God. 
And I've got down here in my notes, so, you know, why should we care about any of this? Why should we care? And I've put down here, because excellence is how we best reflect the character of Christ and love and serve our neighbours as ourselves. Do you know when we do something, we're actually reflecting Jesus? Do you know that people are watching you? As soon as you say, hey, I'm a Christian and I go to church, woo, they're watching you like a hawk. Every move you make, every single thing you do, guess who's on the sidelines saying, um, should you be doing that? You said you're a Christian. Social media, as soon as you put a post up, instantly all your friends know what you're doing. Instantly they all know. And they, if they know that you're a Christian because you put a, put a few posts up and scriptures and things, they're like, oh, they must love Jesus. And you, then you put something else up, instantly everybody goes, hmm, didn't they say they're a Christian? People are watching us and they are watching the way that we represent Jesus. And so we need to represent Jesus well. Through the ministry of excellence, we glorify God and love others well. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 31 says, So then whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, and we all like, who likes having food? We all like that. So whether you have food and have a nice drink, whatever you do, Do it all for the glory of our great God. Do it all for the glory of our great God. Has anyone heard the word glory before? We hear it a lot in Christian community. Glory to the Lord. We hear it at at Christmas time. Glory. We know that song. We hear it. Oh, I'm just going to give glory to the Lord. Let's just give glory to the Lord. We hear about glory to the Lord a lot. We use it a lot. It's for the glory of God. But in the words of John Piper, he says this, to glorify God simply means to reflect his greatness and reveal his character to others. Isn't that incredible? Reflect his greatness to others. And so the challenge for each of us today is how are we reflecting God's greatness? Have you ever looked at something in creation and just marveled at it and been in absolute awe? I've got a photo I want to show you. Um, thanks, Sal. It's the first one. It's when we were in Ethiopia in the Simeon Mountains. There's Jono, there's me, and there's my cousin Jamal. And it was incredible looking out over these cliffs that just were like a thousand. What did I have here? I better get it right. Jono told me what it was. A thousand metres high in one drop. So the cliff faces, you looked at that edge that where we're standing, thousand metre drop. All John I had to do is give me a little kick and off I go. And I think the next photo shows you just how he was feeling at that moment. If we have a look at that one. Oh, you've lost the mouse. That's all right. It will come up as we go. But if you think, there he is, trying to throw me off the cliff. What a husband, hey? Um, but it was spectacular. I remember just standing on the edge and looking out and going, wow. Have you ever been in that moment, in that position where you just go, Wow. Wow, God. You know, what? and I can remember, I've had three of these moments because I've got three beautiful boys. And I remember just staring at them when they were born. The first time that they were, when they were born and I was holding them in, their, in my arms, I just looked at them, looked into those tiny little eyes and just was like, wow. And all the mums, did you have that moment? I've got a picture of me having that moment on the day Harry was born. There he is. 
just looking at amazement. Wow. Like, wow. And I think about that and think billions of cells formed together to create life. It's incredible. It's excellent. God did very good. And I know I'm a bit biased, but you look at your kids or when you have kids, you know God did very good. When I was in Thailand and I was just floating and having an amazing time in the crystal blue water and I was floating there and I was just looking out at the white sand and the greenery. There I am. Take me back, Lord. You know, it was awesome. And I'm just, and you know what? Me and John, I had these moments where we're floating and we're just like, wow, you did good, God. This is awesome. Just a moment where it reflected in, in your very being how amazing and how excellent God is. We can take that picture down because then we're all going to want to go to Thailand. Nobody's going to listen anymore. God is excellent. We are representing the God of excellence. You know, excellence even seems like too little a word to use when you think about God. The God we serve is an excellent God. When he created the world, what did he say when he created the world? He made it very good. We can bring that one down. That's for later, that one, just in case you were wondering what that was about. God said about his creation that it was very good. And then he blesses us. And when he blesses us, we heard about it in the tithes and offerings talk. He blesses us abundantly. He's excellent when he blesses us. And when he gave his one and only son, the sacrifice on the cross, he gave his very best. As God has given and served us with only his very best, who are we to withhold our best from God? Think about that for a moment. It challenges you. It challenges you. I can remember a time John o was talking to one of his workmates and he was talking to him and saying that he went to church. And his workmate asked him, he said, oh, well, what church do you go to? And he said, oh, I go to the church up on um, Mafra Road. And this was his workmate's response. He said, what? That, ye- that little yellow box that looks like a dump... What? And then he said this. I don't know. Why do all the churches I drive past look like they're struggling? After I got got over the initial offence of him telling me that the church was a dump, I began to think, hang on. We serve the God of abundance. We serve a God who is excellent. We serve a God who is amazing. We serve a God who is incredible. How are we reflecting that to our community? What are they thinking when they drive past? And so that's what I was showing you, those photos there of our little yellow building. Yeah, we can show it now because we've come a long way from from then. We used to have red doors, you know, that was pretty cool. So you can see that was what our church used to look like. And I don't know if it was this man's words that made us go, hang on a minute, we need to show who God is. And I was was talking about this with Dad yesterday and he said, yeah, you know what, we always knew that, Megan. And we were always working towards getting better and representing Jesus better. But it's a good realisation for us to have the way that we represent Jesus. How does the world perceive us? 
Do we show that we serve an excellent God? Do we show that we serve a God who we want to give our best to? Do we show that we serve a God who created the heavens and the earth and is amazing? Is that the God that we represent? How are we reflecting the character of God to our community? If something is worth doing, it's worth doing well. Paul said that in Colossians 3 verse 17. Whatever you do or say, do it as a representative. Everyone say representative. That's right. That's You guys did better than me. Whatever you do, whatever you say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. If we are representing God, we should do things well for his glory. And I know that might be a challenge for some of us today. It might be a challenge and that's good. That's a good challenge to have. I commend you for being challenged today because we don't want to stay where we are. We want to keep pushing forward to see what Jesus wants to do for us. This is not about being perfect. Can I say that? This is not about being excellence. It's not about being perfect, trying to be perfect. Do you know what? Being perfect is actually not attainable. Sorry for all the people that thought they were perfect in the room. I know Dad's usually, he's not, he's not here this morning, but he's usually the first one to put his hand up. To think he thinks he's perfect, but he doesn't really. But, you know, it's a bit of an in-joke. It's not about being perfect or trying to be perfect. That's actually not attainable. We will always strive if we're trying to be perfect. Always. And I love this. I found this on Google. He loves Google. I was looking, I'm like, what's the difference between excellence and perfection? And I found this from Edwin Bliss, who was, an, who was a journalist. And he said, the pursuit of excellence is gratifying and healthy. The pursuit of perfection is frustrating, neurotic, and a terrible waste of time. Yeah. Who's ever tried to perfect something and it just never went the way that you wanted it to go? Because it never was gonna. But there's a difference when it comes to excellence and representing Jesus. And representing him well. We have the great privilege of glorifying God and proclaiming his excellencies to the world around us. It starts with us. You know, what's our attitude towards it? It starts with us having a realization of the God that we serve and how amazing he is. How are we showing Jesus to the world? Is it excellent? Or are there some areas that we need to work on? We all have those areas that we need to work on. Can I just say, you know, not me, I'm, I'm representing him amazingly. We all have areas where we can represent Jesus better. And that is a good thing for us to have an evaluation, go, you know what, Jesus, how can I represent you better? How can I represent the, you um, in the church better? How can I represent you in the community better? How can I represent you? How can I represent you to the world? I believe that as we give God our very best, as we give our very best to Jesus, as we value excellence, it will result in glorifying God. It will result in standing out in our community. It will result in people coming into the kingdom. Because he's an excellent God. He's an amazing God. And he wants us to represent him well. You know, he's given us the task 
of representing him here on earth. He's given us that task. And so he wants us to represent him well. And so I want to ask you this morning as I finish up, what are you convinced of when you think about excellence in Jesus? Are you convinced that Jesus gave his very best for us? Are you convinced that he deserves our very best? Because if you are, something will shift in the way you do things. Something will shift in the way you approach things. Something will shift in the way that you show Jesus to your friends, to your family, to all of that. There's so many things, like even in the back of my mind, I have this massive list of things here as a church that I know that we can do better. And we will when we, you know, when we get there. But it's not about sitting there and going, it'll do. Mm, it's enough. Yeah, look at the carpet. Mm, yeah, it's fine. It's got a few stains here and there. It'll do. Good enough. Nobody look at the carpet. <laughs> Everyone's looking at the carpet now. I thought we were okay until now, but anyway. Me and Suzanne, it's something we struggle with, isn't it? But Jesus gave his very best for us. He gave his very best for us. Are we giving our very best to him? And so as we finish up on doing all of our values, what is at the core for us as a church? As we finish up talking about, you know, our, our values and our core, our core values being family, where we belong, where we care for each other, where we have fun, discipleship, seeing people equipped and empowered to follow Jesus passionately, excellence, giving our very best to Jesus, truth, being committed to the transforming truth of God's word. And generosity, being generous on every occasion. So this is what we feel as a church, these values that God has called us to. And we want to hone in on these. And we don't want to think, hey, we've arrived with all of these things, but we want to keep working to be better. And I think when we look at Jesus, we can go, hey, He gave his very best in every way imaginable. He gave his very life for us. How can we give back to him? How can we give our lives over to him and show him how much we care about him, how much we want to see him move in our community? Let us pray this morning as we finish up. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I just thank you that for everybody in this room. I thank you, Jesus, that you love us so much. That you love us so much, God. It doesn't matter what we've done in our lives or where we've been or how, how we got here, but you love us so, so much. And I thank you, Jesus, that today, as we share about this value of being excellent for you, 
that God, we would grab a hold of that and we would look at our lives and say, God, how can I represent you better? How can I show you better? How can I be excellent in showing you to the world? Because we know that you are excellent. All we have to do is look at creation. All we have to do is look around and begin to realise that the God that we serve is amazing, is remarkable, is incredible, is excellent. And God, we want what we do for you to result in you getting the glory. We want you to be glorified in all that we do. And so God, right now I pray, there's anything in our lives that God, we need to hand over to you. That God, we need to say, help me with this. That God, you would speak into those things now. And that God, you would move. And you would show us how to press in. How to move forward. How to be better. How to represent you well. Thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, maybe you've come to church this morning, you don't even know this Jesus that we're talking about. Maybe you've come in today and you're like, you know, you're talking about being excellent for God. I don't even know who He is. Jesus is your Saviour. Jesus loves you. Jesus went to a cross and died for you so that you could live and be set free from the things that the world throws at you. And so maybe you're here in this room, you're, I don't even know this Jesus that you're talking about, but something within me says, I want to know Him. Something within me says, I'm going to know you, this Jesus. If that's you here today, then we want to take a moment to say, take a moment to say, you know what? Following Jesus is the best decision of your life. Following Jesus is the most amazing, amazing decision you'll ever make. And so if every head could just be bowed in this moment, let's just spend a bit of time praying right here and thanking God for all that He's done in our lives, but knowing that there are more that that need to know about Jesus. And so God, in this moment, if there's people in this room here today that say, you know what, I want to know this Jesus. I want to know this Jesus that they're talking about. That God, you would, right now in their heart, you would let them know that you are so real and that you love them so much that it doesn't matter where they've come from, what they've done, it doesn't matter. You will always pursue them. You will always love them unconditionally, God. So if that's you in this room right now, as every head's bowed, every eye's closed, and you say, you know what, that's me. I want to know Jesus. I want to know this Jesus that you've been talking about today. And I want to ask you just to quickly just slip your hand up and say, yeah, that's me. I want to know Jesus. I want to know this Jesus that you're talking about. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In this moment, we're going to pray a prayer. And we're going to pray this prayer. And basically it's saying, God, I thank you for what you've done in my life. I thank you for what you're doing in my life. And so as we as we pray this prayer, I just want you to, to um, 
follow after me. You know, those that already know Jesus in the room, you know, let's pray this loudly. Dear Jesus, we thank you for all that you are. We thank you that you love us so much. That you went to the cross for me. And I thank you today, Jesus, that I can have chosen to follow you and that I'll follow you all the days of my life. I confess with my mouth and my heart that Jesus is Lord from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God is good. Thanks for listening to this week's message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. For more information about TCC, check out TerrellganCityChurch.com.